0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. We are here to review and recap the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 4 Reunion Part 1. And don't forget that there is an extended and uncensored version on Peacock. I wouldn't say there's like a ton more in there in the extended, but hearing them swear, or some people will say cuss, I don't know. I say swear. They do swear and it like adds a little bit to it. So just for that reason, I feel like you should go watch it. Let's jump into it. So we always see when a reunion starts, all the women start walking in. Monica is last, of course. And it's just like, I had the same feeling back during Scandaval when Raquel entered the reunion. It was just very like everyone was quiet and stoic and it was super uncomfortable. But the set was very interesting. It's supposed to be in Bermuda, but they had like snow and icicles. Andy said it was like an acid trip. Andy points out that since Bermuda, they haven't all been together or spoken. And Monica is quick to remind him that, well, the rest of the women have hung out, just not with her. And he's like, yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) One of Andy's first questions is, how did it feel doing the show without Jen Shaw? And it seemed like the consensus was that they weren't really worried about Jen not being there, except for, with the exception of Heather, because she said, you know, she thought maybe the type of drama and toxicity that Jen brought might be what people are still looking for. Well, uh, guess what, guys? We got it. With Reality Von Tees. And I'm going to talk about how Meredith was robbed this season because of Reality Von Tees in a minute. But one of the first extended scenes that I saw in Peacock was Andy probing more about Jen Shaw asking, do you now feel betrayed by Jen versus last season when I asked you guys? And, one of the things that stood out to me was the women saying, you know, they were in fear of retaliation of Jen. If they went against Jen, then there would be vicious attacks that ruin your character, your name, your business, etc. All this done on social media. And I couldn't help but think like, that sounds like Monica's behavior with reality Vontese. It's like, I don't know, if the, is this ironic or is this just, what is this? Inception? I don't know. So the focus shifts to Monica and we begin with a flashback of Lisa and Monica meeting each other. Monica saying she was a witness in Jen's federal trial. We now know that there weren't any witnesses. So I think she's just saying that to make it sound like she was officially part of the case. But my understanding is that she did reach out to the feds They already were pursuing Jen Shaw, so they didn't really need her help. And she continued to insert herself into this investigation and took it upon herself to do her own investigation, quote unquote, um, by stalking and obtaining personal security footage. That is illegal. This is vigilante shit, guys. So Andy brings up how monica was trying to fit in you know and crying over her louis vuitton bag <laughs> it's like hello first world problems talk about being tone deaf monica just saying but you know it did feel andy was trying to explain how it felt relatable to hear her because she was saying you know you look at these women and they're so perfect they have you know like perfect lives perfect families, perfect kids. And I'm over here, you know, a whore going through a divorce who lives in a 3000 square foot house. Timeout. When she said that, I was like, wait, is she saying a 3000 square foot house is like shameful <laughs> because 3000 square feet is not small. I would actually, I wanted to Google what's the average square Footage of a home in America. The median size of homes across the United States is 2,014 square feet. And let's not forget, when Andy introduced Monica, he goes, oh, since she stepped out of her Range Rover. Let me look up the cheapest Range Rover. A 2024 Land Rover Range Rover is starting at $107,400. I'm confused. How much do Range Rovers usually cost? Oh, okay, wait. There are some that are $52,600. Okay, I guess it's not that expensive, but it's also, like, not that cheap. You could get a Honda. Didn't we just see the Miami women talking about Lisa? Like, why why do you have to drive Lenny's car? Why don't you go get a Honda Civic or whatever? Then Andy brings up Lisa Barlow's $60,000 ring. And he asked Monica, why were you so upset over it? Monica was like, you know, saying, oh, I understand why Lisa's upset. It's just that she kept mentioning the price. And I love Lisa Barlow because she chimes and she says, I only said it three times. I love Lisa Barlow. Then here's something new that we didn't know about Lisa Barlow's $60,000 ring. Lisa goes on to explain that the ring was very sentimental because John gave it to her. After she had Henry, Henry almost died. And Lisa starts crying and she said, it's very sentimental. I've replaced it, but I still want my old one. It's, I want that one. And Monica's like, see, I didn't know that. But Lisa clearly said it was sentimental. They flashback and show her saying that in the airport. It was funny to me that Lisa seemed like she was upset that Monica said that Lisa's not relatable to the middle class I don't know why Lisa would be upset about that. I feel like she should just be like, yeah, so. I don't, I live in the upper class. (laughs) Then Monica tries to throw some shade at Lisa saying, oh yeah, I, I was wrong. You're not in the 1%. I did some research and you know, the 1% is like Shaquille O'Neal. And right away I'm like, oh, hell no. She's not bringing Shaq into this. Shaq and I share a birthday. (laughs) And I could have sworn Shaq had declared that he was broke just last year. And then I started digging into it some more. I do recall like maybe it was a documentary or something Shaq was saying like in the beginning of his career, he spent all his money. He was very reckless. It was all gone at one point. But then since then he's like, you know, corrected his course of action and now he does have A lot of assets, I believe. I don't know what his net worth is. He said it wasn't in the billions, but I just thought that was funny because I'm like, don't bring Shaq into this. (laughs) Oh, shit. I wonder if Shaq watches Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I would die if he started tweeting about it. So then the topic of Monica potentially stealing Lisa Barlow's ring comes up. And then they show how Dumas posted, you know, that the women think that Monica stole it. And, and Andy asks flat out, he's like, Monica, who do you think started that rumor? And she points at Lisa and Heather, and she's like, I think it came from over there. And they're like, We didn't start the rumor. And, and they just keep asking, who started the rumor? Who started the rumor? And I'm just like the whole time going, oh, my God, we started to prove our guys. Never found it. Never The found ring it. is gone. The there ring is gone. Where do you think the rumors started that you took the ring? I mean, I think it started over there. It did not start over with me. I, I think it started. I think it was Girl. us, guys. No, really. Who do you think Who started you think that rumor? It, it wasn't me. me. It wasn't me. That's me. what I... And so many people... You thought Lisa started that rumor? I thought Lisa and Heather. No. They- we... Social media, the viewers. So the reality TV is interactive. It's so wild. And it's like so fitting for our target demographic who grew up on choose your own adventure books. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen, (laughs) but we're involved. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't. Monica asked Lisa, why didn't you go online on social media to clarify that I didn't steal your ring or whatever. And I agree with Lisa. Like, I don't think it's her place. I don't think she needs to. That was just something that we were all speculating. And I don't know if anyone, if anyone on this cast should understand how social media works, it should be Monica. Monica should know not to expect that people are going to go and clear your name out of the, like, go out of their way to do this. So, and especially when Monica has used social media as such a, like, very destructive weapon, I find it so odd when she's like, why didn't you do this? Or I didn't know that people were going to come after me for being a whore. And it's like, dude, what did you expect? You know this game. You basically, you conned this game. You, you... Figured it out, you won. I don't know if people would say you won fairly, but you won. You know how this game works. And I think Lisa was kind of alluding to like that everyone thought that. Like when people are watching your every move, and Monica's like, people are watching my every move. Like, yes, girl, we are watching every single move. You of all people should know that. Hello. So confused at her behavior. Um, let's see. Monica digs at Angie, calling her bench warming bitch. She definitely had that one in the holster. She's like, when can I use this? When can I use this? Shut up, bench warming bitch. She had that locked and loaded. So Monica says, you know, she did not steal the ring. And I kind of I don't know if this is true. She said, I didn't even come to come into the bathroom until 20 minutes after you lost the ring. Maybe she is telling the truth. Maybe she didn't steal the ring, but we still don't know everything. Andy then goes into asking Monica about her relationship with Jen Shaw. She says they were friends first, then she started working for her, then they became enemies. And I just find it interesting how she said they were friends first because if you go back to my interview with Marillo, apparently Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw hired a handyman on Thumbtack to hang shelves I think and the handyman happened to be Monica's now ex-husband and Monica came along on the job and she had already started going to beauty lab in 2019 but she's saying she didn't know that Jen was on the show so Andy asks you know what did you do for John? And she said, I don't know, just like help her with her life. And you, so Monica's very smart, very calculated. But one thing I feel like she hasn't mastered is showing when she's not confident, I guess you could tell like her demeanor kind of shrinks. She like, she's like, she speaks slower and softer like, I don't know, you know, like just very totally different than when she's like, bench warming, bitch. Like she, had <laughs> ready. But when she's not prepared, that's when she kind of like sinks back. She says Jen needed help with her life. Monica was just being a friend to her, got her groceries. I'm sorry, but I will never get any of my friends' groceries. Just I'm putting that out there now. I am a great friend in a lot of ways, but I'm not going to get your groceries. I will order them for you or give you a link on how you can order them yourself, but I'm not gonna go to the store and get groceries for you. And she also said she made sure she went to her meetings. I'm sorry, but I don't do that for my friends. I just don't. She said she was not getting paid. And again, if you go back to the Marillo interview from September. Apparently he was in the car with Jen when Monica called crying hysterically one day saying, can you please help me pay my car bill or whatever? And she said, I'll work for you to pay it off. So I guess that's what this was. She was not getting paid and Heather chimes in. She brings out her phone, plays a voice message. I'm assuming it was to Tanisha from Monica, similar to the ones I got leaked this past week. But in that audio, she goes, fucking Kim Kardashian was a fucking assistant. And look at that bitch now. I can fully admit that the whole reason why I was an assistant and putting up with that shit as a stepping stone, as a learning experience. Andy asks if that proves she was trying to get on the show. The other women are like, yeah, yeah, she was. So Andy asks flat out, were you Jen's assistant to get on the show? And Monica didn't answer his question, but says, I never thought I'd get on the show. And why wouldn't I try to get on the show? Monica then proceeds to say that she applied like everyone else. And they're all like, I didn't apply. She's like, anyone who wants to going forward. Heather doesn't think Monica was ever Jen's friend. Monica says she was. She was truly friends with Jen Shaw. And Monica claims that when she met Jen Shaw, she didn't know that she was on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I just do not believe this at all. She, in those leaked audios over the past week, she's talking about like, are you kidding? Me losing my chance at going on a Bravo show? Are you kidding? So I don't believe this at all. Then Monica says, you know, she continues to say that she applied just like everyone else and that she emailed casting. Andy asked, what did you say? And Monica said, I don't know. I just said, my name is Monica Fowler. Okay. She admitted that when she sent an email to casting, she signed her name, Monica Fowler. That's very important because the cease and desist says Miss Fowler. Okay. So production knows or knew either they are lying that they knew or they're playing dumb and didn't do their due diligence, which if that's the case, then at least say that. But we have like, we know that, you know, we know that, you know, that we know. So Monica says, my name is Monica Fowler. Your show sucks. And your ratings are shit and it's going to get canceled because you don't have the right cast. And she doubled down on it. They're like, wow. And she's like, yep. But then they showed her actual email reaching out in regards to your casting call. Would love more information on what needs to be done or how to move forward. You guys need a feisty, excommunicated Latina on the show immediately. I'm your girl, Monica S. Okay, so right there, we see another blatant lie. Like, I just don't understand how people think that they can get away with lying on television when we have all the documentation and the facts to prove it. So it's just, it it's wild to me. It, like, blows my mind still. And I don't know why I'm still surprised I shouldn't be. So then Andy starts talking about the Secret Service friend who said there's an active case against Jen. Monica corrects him and says... He did not say there's an active case. He said, get away from Jen Shaw, she's going to prison. Andy then asked, how did you go from there to becoming an informant? Monica said she reached out to the federal investigators and that she thinks she did the right thing. And I just wanna say this, okay, yes, reporting a crime is the right thing to do. Stalking, illegally obtaining private security footage is not the right thing to do, and anyone who negates those crimes because of the intent is guilty of being complicit in illegal activity. What Monica still did was illegal, and she, they, the the feds didn't ask her to go stalk Jen Shaw. You guys, like whoever's not getting that, it's it's scaring me. Okay, you guys are scaring me. Please, let's not do this. So then um, this is where I felt like you could tell Monica, similar to the event where they were wearing the bonnets and Monica shut down. I felt like in this moment, Monica felt defeated. She knew that her lies were getting out. She was saying live lies real time, knowing that, oh God, we're going to go back and we're going to edit. We're going to get flashbacks, all this stuff. So I think in this moment, when he starts to talk about the affair with her, former brother-in-law, I think she knew like I'm done because she's like, just so you know, that was over a decade ago. And she said, you know, the ladies were nice about it, which she didn't expect. This is another lie to me. She said she didn't expect all the nasty comments and being called a whore on social media. Granted, I do not condone that behavior. Please, anyone listening, do not ever message anyone directly saying vile things like that. Like, I might say, I don't even call people a whore, like, at all, (laughs) let alone to their face or like directly to them. So I don't condone that behavior. However, that is the nature of this world, especially on social media. And if anyone should know, it's Monica. She, that's this is wild to me that she's like, I didn't know. What did you expect, Monica? Oh, mine is blown. All right, talking about the divorce, you know, Andy brings up. So your divorce is finalized. You're getting sixty six hundred a month, and she seemed like she was shut down at that point. She's just like, yeah, whatever then they start talking about I don't I'm not sure if this was on the extended version only but they're talking about Monica's business and again she seemed like she was shut down and this is when absolutely if you're talking about your business this is when this is your time to be confident to shine and be like this is what I'm doing with my business blah 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 she's just like yeah I shut it down cuz of covid and you know blah 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 Meredith points out oh people weren't getting their orders isn't can people Purchase your baby blankets right now. And she's like, I wasn't expecting that many orders. I had to refund a lot of people. And just, I don't know, her demeanor was so, is just so different in these moments when she's getting called out. It's rough. It's rough to watch. But I want to talk about Meredith for a moment. So after they kind of, you know, finish talking about, all this Monica stuff like they kind of got that stuff out of the way. Then they start focusing on like Meredith and her feud with Whitney in the bathtub. And they they show the Palm Springs dinner where Meredith was unhinged. And I have to say, I'm so upset that Meredith's. Amazing season has been overshadowed by reality. Von T's. Palm Springs was epic. That was insane. Meredith did a full 180 on me or I did a full 180 because of Meredith. I think that she, she killed it this season. I just was thoroughly entertained. And Meredith even brings transcripts to the reunion. That deserves a slow clap. I mean, it's not like groundbreaking. Other people have done that too, but Meredith, Knew the assignment and she brought it, and I love that. So she brings her transcripts, and I'm dying because she literally reads back her drunken rant in Palm Springs and even threw some stank on it. She's like, The rumors. And I love how it's become a thing. Like, even Andy, Whitney's doing it. We're all saying, The rumors. I love it. So, yeah, part two is next week. They show a clip of Lisa saying Jack bounced on his mission. I don't know. Jack is rogue somewhere. Lisa accused Monica of stalking Jen Shaw, which we saw. If you don't know, go back. I'll put a link to the video. I have all of the leaked footage. Monica tells Mary that Lisa and Angie are relentless with her. Mary's like, that's unacceptable. And, you know, true to form, Mary throws in some comedic shade towards Angie H when she comes out. So I like watching Mary Cosby. I want to see more of that. But I know people are like, why is she here? I want her to be there. And I'm disappointed that she wasn't in the second half of the season, really. And then the last clip is we see Monica yelling, there were six people behind reality volunteers. We know it was Monica, Koa. Tanisha. There was like two more people that are not on the show, I believe, according to Murillo. And then who's the sixth? Stay tuned.